Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. Oh, for a long time, I've wanted to do this show because today, as you may be aware, is Mother's Day Eve. And (laughs) we have a unique treat for you. We would love for you to call and describe for us, if your mother was a car, which vehicle would best describe her? You know, sort of like there was a Jerry Van Dyke show back in the 60s called My Mother the Car. Maybe some of you saw it. It's a great day to call us with your tribute to your mother. If she was a car, which vehicle would best describe her? Call us with your tribute. We got lines open. We'd love to hear from you. 866-348-7884. So if you can tell us which car that would be, then we'll play it. And tomorrow or even this this afternoon, you can go to the podcast at ChristianCarGuy.com. Get ready to play it for your mother tomorrow. How cool is that? And to kind of start this off, I'll give you an example, okay? I'll use my own mom, which you've, if you're a regular listener, you've heard her on the show a few times, but, and, and we got a treat for you today, no doubt. See, I believe my mother, if I was going to call in and describe mine, I would say my mom would be a Jeep Grand Wagoneer. Not the Grand Cherokee, but the Grand Wagoneer, because that was, that was the big, beautiful Jeep that, that came out in the late 60s, early 70s. You see... She is beautiful, she's elegant, she's graceful, yet she's sturdy, she's rugged, she's reliable and faithful. She always had plenty of room in her heart, not just for the four of us kids, but so many more. The neighborhood kids all loved my mom, and they came to our house. You see, she was the Cub Scout and the Girl Scout leader. Then later, when she became a stepmom, she got five more kids. She's a grandmother to about 20, I think, not to mention a great-grandmother to many, many more, and that's still growing. You see, my mom always had plenty of room and plenty of love for all of us. But if you're going to be Robbie Dilmore's mom, you got to be rugged. And to give you an example of why my mom needed to be rugged, we actually have the Christian car mom here on the line with us <laughs> this morning. Mom, can you tell them a little bit about some of, well, one experience that's kind of a Dilmore family legend now. It's It goes down in the family lore of Dilmore's of what your young son did for you that one day in Colorado? Am I supposed to talk after? Yeah. I'm, I'm crying. <laughs> what, what a beautiful thing to say about me. Anyhow, this is the family legend. When Robbie was a young boy, maybe seven, eight, nine, he loved all critters, especially snakes. He even wrote a story about snakes. I don't why. I don't know why, but... I don't have most women's fear of them, and I never have. So I was quite permissive as is having snakes around. We lived in a home with a finished basement whose stairs led up to a small hall outside the kitchen. At one time, he had his snakes down in the basement and spent a lot of time with them. On the day that we're talking about, I had Robbie's dad's boss's wife in for coffee. We were sitting at the kitchen table, and 
she had her back to this basement door. All of a sudden, Robbie appeared in the doorway with this big smile, holding a snake who was regurgitating a frog. <laughs> Not two feet from the lady's back. I was trying to signal him quietly to go away, but he was so excited about showing this this wonder of nature that it didn't work. He exclaimed, look, Mom! <laughs> the boss's wife turned around and had this snake and frog right in her face. I didn't know she could move so fast, but she was through the living room, screaming all the way, and out the front door before I could remove my son and his little friends <laughs> from the kitchen. <laughs> in spite of profuse apologies, the boss's wife was never quite as friendly ever again. <laughs> and for some reason, she never wanted to come for coffee. <laughs> and this is a family legend retold many times. <laughs> So you see, I, I couldn't, I couldn't just make my mom a beautiful, graceful. She had to be a Jeep Grand Wagoneer because you know she needed, she needed that rugged aspect to put up with all my shenanigans. My brother was like me, you know. We we fought. We uh, one time played swords with sticks, and of course, I broke his hand. And you know, just things like that were just a constant. So my mom, after after we graduated from school and all, she went on to become a nurse. And so she she discontinued on that way. So thank you, Mom. God bless you. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> well, thank you, son. Which, by the way, a- I have to tell everybody, if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com right now, you're going to see a, a montage I made of my mother as a Grand Cherokee with all her picture from the point she was a little baby when she, you know, was with her sister holding a doll during the Depression, clear back through her marriage or wedding dress, and her picture when she graduated nursing school and then finally, as she looks today, it's all there at ChristianCarGuy.com as well as all this information. But we would love to hear your tribute to your mother. And in order to do that, you got to call us at 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. Now, also, we today want to talk about, just briefly, what, how do you find a good, inexpensive used car for your child? Or maybe for your wife, or maybe it's for you. You want it needed as a beater. How do you find that car? How do you best negotiate for it, all that? And our Christian insurance guy has that dilemma as we speak, so he's here for us on that. Welcome, Bill. Well, it is wonderful to to be here on the second Saturday of the month. Uh, My son, who is starting college and is going to commute, it's time for him to get him a car and he's got it in his mind he wants a pickup truck. And I've been looking. I called Robbie, and I said, Robbie, I, I got a topic you got to help me up with. So we're going to try to help him through that today. You want to maybe listen on on that if you're trying to find that good, expensive, inexpensive used car. And then in our appraisal by the Real Black Book, that's where we search the Bible for it and treasure crowd for the sermon, lift up our voice for understanding you know, last weekend we had our Cinco de Mayo event, and then I was at a men's boot camp for, through Dangerous Heart Ministries, and I was just on top of the world. But quite often when you're on the mountaintop, Satan has a way of knocking your feet just clear out of you. And I had a week like that. My wife had numerous doctor's appointments. I got a little call from the IRS. And quite honestly, by Tuesday morning, I don't know if I could have felt much lower than <laughs> I did. But I went and I had a seat in my what I call my prayer chair. And I, and I thought I was just going to get my Bible out and do a Bible study Tuesday morning, but Jesus said, Robbie, take a walk. 
And so as I walked out at 6 o'clock in the morning, Bill, I found out what it was meant by Adam walked with God in the cool of the day because I about froze. <laughs> but I went out there because I felt like, Rob, you got to take a walk. But out there in my garden, I got some insights that I think are especially remarkable for moms. And I want to share those today. I get to do that at the end of the show coming up on our appraisal by the Real Black Book. But we got Helen is in Clover, South Carolina, which I'm very excited about. I heard about that just this week, and she's got a mom as a car story. We want to hear yours. Helen, you're on the well, Christian Car Guy Show. I have to name my mom as a car, Yeah, have to be a Jeep because she was a she is a drill sergeant, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and even right now today, I'm she's eighty four and I'm sixty six, and I still follow her orders. <laughs> you got to toe the line. That's the deal. Well, isn't it cool that God kind of gives us the exact mom we need? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't... I was one of those obedient child. <laughs> Well, anyway, aside from that, I have a used 2006 Chrysler, and it's really a beauty. And the other day, I had the air conditioner on. As long as I kept the air conditioner on up to number two, I never had a problem. However, my daughter needed more air, so we took it up to three. And after about five minutes, the dog went thing cut off in traffic. Uh, what is my problem? Did you try going back to number two? Yeah, I cut it off and cut everything off and went back to number two and we got started. Is there something lurking in the... It, so would it, would it run on number two but not on number three or would it not run at all? Well, well it'll run on number three but after about five minutes, I guess oh. it pulled so much you know, energy that it cut off. So it, it just runs for a while, but then it'll quit. Yeah, on three. But if, as long as I keep it on two, no problem. Well, there's there's a high blower relay and there's a low blower relay. So I would guess that chances are it's the high blower relay that may be the problem. But still, I'm afraid that's one you're going to have to take in and get somebody on a meter. But we have got to go to break, and we would love to hear your mother. What kind of car might she be? If you were to describe her, we would love for you to call us, 866-348-7884. Please stay tuned. we got a lot more coming up. My mother, the car. <laughs> it's Mother's Day Eve here on the Christian Car Guy. What a delight it is. We would love to hear your tribute to your mother. If you were to describe her in vehicle-like terms, which vehicle might best describe her? We've had a couple of Jeeps, but I know there's some Cadillacs out there, maybe a Lincoln, who knows, a Porsche. Uh, we would love to hear from you. 866 348 7884 is the number to call in. You get to give your tribute to your mom. And guess what? There at ChristianCarGuy.com tomorrow or later, actually, this afternoon, the podcast will be there so you can play that recording for your mom on how on a national radio program you did this tribute for your mother. We'd love to help you out with that. 
you call us again, 866-348-7884. Now, Bill's had a little uh, advance warning to come up with something. And apparently, actually, I had a conversation with his mother about what kind of car she would be. Maybe you want to call your mom. you got plenty of time. Uh, what kind of car did you and your mom discuss there, Bill? Well, when I, right after I was born, way back 1960, Mom ended up with a Pontiac station wagon, a Tempest. And she kept that car forever and ever and ever. We moved to Florida where all that salt was, and that salt sort of went after that poor poor station wagon. You could watch all kinds of things go by. It was more entertaining to look between my feet and to see what we were driving over than what was going <laughs> by the windows. But that was the most dependable vehicle in the world. And you could put two Cub Scout dens in that car. And there was room, there was back seats, and you could flip down the back, and you could pack them in the back, the little faces just shining. She was saying she's pretty sure there were no seat belts back then, and you could just cram it full. And if, you know, you ran out of room, you could throw stuff on the roof. There were times I remember. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure whether or not I had a sibling on the roof or not, but I do remember we would tie things on the roof to get them home, mattresses and so forth. But that that, uh, station wagon just uh, is an indelible part of my life. And I can picture my mother driving that that monster around, and she had great control. Yet nothing ever flapped my mother, whether it was a hurricane or an alligator in the yard, or she could just drive through anything. And so there you have it: a Tempest station wagon, 1960 Tempest station wagon. We we weren't real sure, right? Which year it was, but it was a Tempest. Take a couple years. There you go. That would be. uh, that's vintage stuff right there, that Bill. That's awesome. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. How about your mother? What might she be? We know you want to show her off today. It's the day before Mother's Day. And, you know, we have so much to owe to our mothers, really. There's no way the Christian car guy would be here without her in so many different ways. And if your mother's a Porsche, I really want to hear you <laughs> hear you call in and talk about that. Your mother's name may even be Porsche. Eight six six three four eight. Seven eight eight four eight six six three four truth. I know I had to roll this around in my own mind a while, you know, because you know, you want to do something elegant, something beautiful, but at the same time, you know that that how she got the job done. Eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four. And see, if you look at that picture of the Grand Wagoneer at ChristianCarGuy.com, you'll notice it has wood grain on the side. It looks better in the crate, though, though, right? I mean, <laughs> you don't want to tear that off the side. <laughs> Well, that's another Dillmore family lore that, see, when I was about 13, I wanted to play basketball, and the car was parked out in the driveway. And I thought, you know, if I just pulled it into the garage, everything would be good. But I was only 13, and I didn't know how to drive. But there was nobody home, but I knew where the keys were, Bill. Scary stuff. My mom's probably listening to this right now. So I went and I got the keys, and I was going to pull it into the garage, right? Seemed simple enough. But the car was wider than I thought, and it caught the right side of the of that wood grain. And, you know, that was a vinyl applique. And it stripped the wood grain right off the complete right side of what at that point in time was a did Buick you Estate wagon. Did you it back in before <laughs> Mama got back? Or did you park it real close to the side where she wouldn't notice? Well, see, it was on the far side. And also, being that the car was now in the garage, and I feel like that was a feat of you know, I wasn't going to move it anymore. I'd learned my lesson. So I left the car sit there, did my best to straighten out how it 
scratch the side of the garage door, you know, where the little channel was for the wheels. I straightened that out and I left the car sit there. What well, would you Maybe believe? She won't notice. Maybe <laughs> she, she didn't. won't notice. More importantly, my father didn't notice because that could have gone really bad for me, Bill. Uh, <laughs> about three days later, a strapping young man. She she comes yeah. <laughs> she comes in the house. You're not going to believe what somebody did to my car in the grocery store <laughs> parking lot. <laughs> and so we all are out there and we see the oh man, mom, that that's just prayer? unbelievable. <laughs> and would you believe, Bill? I did not spill the beans on this one for probably twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> if find out mom knew, but dad was clueless, huh? Mom never knew. Nobody, she didn't even remember the car. It was a complete, I'd been holding in this sin, which by the way, if you're not, if you're listening, this is a great thing. Confess your sins one to another, because believe me, I had hold it, uh, this guilt was there forever about this car incident. I held, my parents didn't even remember the whole deal. And there I'd been agonizing over this thing for I don't know how long. But anyway, you know you got that family lore story that you are wanting to tell about your mom. Come on now, honor her. 866-348-7884 is the number to call in. 866-34-TRUTH. And, Bill, we got to get to the situation. Your son needs a truck. What are we going to do? Well, I got a son who's 6'3", and what he really wants is something with a little bit of room because his, his sister's car is sort of real close down to the ground, and he's got to duck a little bit. And he's got it in his head he wants to get a pickup. And so far, we're talking to some trusted folks. We're looking at Toyota Tacomas. And it was amazing to me to see all the resources that are available out there. You've got Auto Trader, you've got KellyBlueBook.com, you got Car Dealer, you got Craigslist and CarMax and used car dealers and new car dealers. The one thing I'm sure of is I don't want to buy a car from a really good friend, or worse than that, a car from a really good friend's friend. Because then when the engine drops out two weeks after you buy it, Life gets extremely complicated. But I would love some fe- folks to call in and help me figure out how to buy a you know, $9,000, $10,000 used pickup. And what is the best resource? You know, I've known some folks that did a really good job going to Craigslist, but that scares me just a little bit. And I've got a couple friends that have done really good going to eBay. But, you know... But we'd love your opinion. And we're going to get mine here in just a minute. But first up, we got Tracy is in Salt Lake City, and she's got her mom. We got we got to hear about it. Tracy, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am wonderful. What have you got for us? I think my mom's a, well, it, it's kind of a comparison because I would have said a Jeep, too, because she drives a Jeep right now. But she's been through, I mean, literally, she's she's actually lived through five accidents that none of them were her fault. And one of them was a really bad T-bone. Oh, my and word. So, Tracy, I hate to, to cut you a little short. Can you please, please, please stay on the, with us through the break? Because we got to go this sure. break. But we got to hear about this one. And you, we want to hear from you. What about your mom? What kind of car would she be? 866 866- Three four eight seven eight eight four. We got to get that used car for Bill. We got a lot coming up. Eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four. Call us. She helps me through it. 
1928 Porter. Maybe it's a Porsche. Who knows? 866-348-7884 is the number to call us. We had a couple people call us during the break. We lost them. Please call us back. We'd love to hear your tribute to your mother. 866-348-7884. If you had to describe your mother in terms of being a car, what vehicle would she be? We've got Tracy in Salt Lake City with us. She was talking about her mom's had a few accidents. She took a licking, but she keeps on ticking. Tell us, Tracy. Yeah, she's it's pretty remarkable. She has every single accident she's ever been in. They have just, it's been amazing because none of them have been her fault. She's either been rear-ended severely hard where she's like butted her mouth up against the steering wheel and just all sorts of horrendous things and as far as physical trauma, but she's never, she's always kind of come away from it um, still living. <laughs> her one Jeep that she had, um, she was sitting in an intersection and somebody ran the light. She was just making a right-hand turn and somebody ran the, the light, um, deciding to broadside her compl- at 55 miles an hour oh and T-boned her Jeep. And she's since then decided she needs a Jeep. <laughs> Because it kept up, <laughs> it helped her, you know, walk away from the impact. But I think I'd like to make her a Hummer as wow. opposed to a Jeep because I'm hoping it's as stable as a Jeep. Only it's a lot nicer looking and more expensive. So and indestructible. <laughs> I, I mean, I, that's cool. And indestructible, Tracy. That's <laughs> are that, they? Oh yeah. Oh, oh absolutely. That that's what a Hummer is, is indestructible. That's so cool, Tracy. God bless you. I thank you calling in and sharing that. Oh, and I have a truck. Uh, it's an eighty four, eighty five Silverado for nine hundred dollars that my neighbor's selling if your friend would like to call Utah. There you go. If you Utah. could that road trip road trip, Bill. <laughs> We'd certainly know whether it was a good vehicle by the time we got it home. <laughs> Thank well, you, Tracy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you guys, God bless, and thank you for doing this God, for our mom. God bless you. We appreciate Bye-bye. it so much. All right, we got Phil is in Greensboro for us. Phil, you're on our Christian Car Guy show. Good morning. Morning. What have you got uh, for us? My question had to do with um, the fellow who was looking for a car for a truck for his son, right? And different resources that are out there. Something that I always check um, is. Consumer report issue, or it has the service records and maintenance as far as reliability. Um, how accurate do you think those are for the average car that they have listed? Carfax, are you talking? No, about he's talking Carfax? about consumer reports, and oh, consumer, consumer reports, reports does really. It's one of those, you know, a lot of those publications. They uh, basically take money from advertisers, so it's a little suspect. But consumer reports is very, very fanatical about being as fair and as straightforward as they can possibly be. And so I think Consumer Reports is actually quite reliable. However, I for years have felt they always had a certain love for the imported vehicles more than domestic vehicles. So I would take what they said about import vehicles almost, you know, to the word. But what they say about domestic vehicle, I, I, don't, I didn't, just don't think that they really cared for our engineers over here. <laughs> but, but anyway, they're very reliable, Phil, and I agree. They're a great source of information. Uh, the other thing that I would point out, and actually I posted it 
today on ChristianCarGuy.com, right under my mom's picture with a Jeep Grand Cherokee. But it, all my resources on where you can go to the government to actually see reports from, you know, from them on the complaints on different cars. So if you're looking at a Tacoma for your son or you're looking for a Dodge Dakota or, or whatever that may be, there you've got the actual statistic data there filled for how many complaints were put on this car and these, you know, from, you know, the Department of Transportation. So it also gives you resources for any recalls that were on those cars as well as technical service bulletins. So that's all great information and a great resource as well. Thank you, Phil. I appreciate you calling in. Thank you. God bless you. All right. We're still wanting to hear. We know you've got that tribute for your mother. It's, it's scary to call a radio show, but we would love to hear it. Your mother would never forget it. 866-348-7884. Again, the podcast will be up later today. You can play it for how you talked about, you know, what a great mom you had on the air. We'd love to have it. And Bill, one of the other things that I think, you know, and as I go through this and i Actually bought a son a car with my son last year. This time they came together as a package. Yeah, they did. I bought a car and a son all at the same time. No, I, I bought a car with my son, and Craigslist is a phenomenal resource. It just is. And and so what we did was we selected a car that he could afford, and that's a huge thing, Bill. That you got to speak to is, wow, if you can buy a, a a car for your child that you can pay cash for, you don't have to have collision insurance, which is so expensive when you have a child under 20 and all that. So paying cash is a critical part of what you're able to do. Wouldn't you agree, Bill? That's We got 2000 from granddad. Uh, Mom and dad are coming up with about two. He saved about four. We're going to try to get out at 9000 with just him borrow a little bit from me. And so now with the banks having gotten a lot stricter with their loan procedures, Cash speaks volumes in so many ways you may not be aware of because a lot of the used car lots these days actually have their car their cars marked up an additional amount because banks have found a new way to get around usury. They now charge humongous fees four or five six a thousand dollars to even look at a loan or approve a loan for certain people, and so the used car dealers actually pack their cars with these fees so that they'll be able to absorb them if they get you approved on this used car. So. When you flash out the green, you know, right from in front of their eyes and say, well, no, I don't need any financing. I am going to pay cash for this car immediately. They can become more flexible on price because they're not having to absorb these these fees, which are essentially usury. I don't know how the government hasn't caught up with this situation yet, but well, it's actually it's, the usury law was gotten rid of. and You charge just about anything you want to now. But so cash speaks volumes in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you how else it speaks volumes is like when I went to help my son buy that car. And again, when you're on Craigslist, you, you want to watch it every single day. And the second you see something posted that looks like it's the car you're looking for, you've already done your research, it looks like a good price, be the first one to call. I mean, that thing posts and you call them right then. I don't care if it's, if it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. There it posted. You call them and you say, when can I meet you? Because if you can be the first person to look and you have cash money, you have a significant advantage. Because a lot of times they're wanting to sell this car because they're desperate for money. And when they look at fifteen, sixteen, eighteen hundred dollars in cash money sitting in front of their face and they're desperate for money, you're in a pretty good position. But so step one is you gotta have cash. Step two is call the second it posts and try to be available to go as quickly as possible to be the first one there so it doesn't get sold out from underneath you. Then when you go to look at the car, you ask them, 
if it's okay, if you take the car and go and have it checked out, if they don't allow you to do that, just keep on moving, find another car to look at. <laughs> and in the case of Bill, unless you're, you're an expert used car mechanic, you want to take it. If it's a Toyota, take it to the Toyota store. If it's a Honda, take it to the Honda store. That's because these people look at these kind of cars every single day for a living. And they know exactly what that 94 Tacoma always has wrong with it. And they immediately go to that wheel bearing or whatever the situation may be. So take it to the store that handles that particular brand of car. Yes, it'll cost you $100, but it may be the best $100 you ever spent because they will give you a list of things that they would recommend that car needs. Once you have that list and you have the cash in your hand, you go back to the people trying to sell the car. You now confront them with the car needs this, and this is how much I'm willing to pay. And I would say do not, I know that a lot of people have issues with negotiation, but you know, you remember Abraham was a pretty good negotiator. Would you uh, destroy Sodom for two? Right? You, know, you remember the whole deal. <laughs> so don't be afraid because a lot of people instinctively, I don't know why they do it, but they might mark up the car $1,000 more than they want to begin with. So if you don't ask for at least $1,000 off, then you may be messing with their markup. So you always, always want to make an offer substantially lower. They can always take you back up. You can always go back up if you're willing to pay for more. But you want to make an offer substantially lower, and you want to have the cash there so that you can put it in their hand. In the case of this car we brought for my son, the girl was selling it for $2,200. We had $1,200 sitting out there in $100 bills and said, here, would you take that? She looked at the money and she said, yes, there were a number of things that we needed to fix. But this was a 80,000 mile Grand Am. It was a 2002. I mean, it was a deal of a lifetime, but it was a deal of a lifetime because the car had been checked out. We knew really what was wrong with it. It was what he wanted. It was affordable in his budget and the girl needed the money. That's the reason she was selling the car and she took it and, and he, you know, did real well with that car. So you know, those are some of those quick pointers I would point out if you're in that situation. You're looking for a good, inexpensive used car. Yeah, you got to do your homework. You got to think on your feet to some extent, but, you know, don't don't shortcut and don't have the car checked out. That's about the worst mistake you can make in the list of things that we mentioned. Now, again, we have to say that today we are honoring mothers on the Christian Car Guy show. So we would love to hear if you had to describe your mother, in terms of being a car, what kind of car would she be? 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH, if you're digitally gifted. Yes, Bill. Do you have an opinion about the the uh, fleets that the rental car companies put up? Uh, high mileage, but rather new? Do you, do you, are those something that you Yeah, the rental car companies, they... if, if the car meets with what you're looking for, they at least you know they change the oil. <laughs> they take pretty good care of their car. Again, I wouldn't shortcut taking the car and having it checked out. But I have no problem with rental cars, you know, with car faxes and all they have now today. You can check out, you know, what kind of maintenance the car, you know, what kind of service record had, those kind of things, all available from a rental car company. So, yeah, I ha- I have no problem with those. Those are... Pretty reliable stuff. Okay, we got to get to our appraisal by the real black book. That's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure. Cry out for discernment. Lift up our voice for understanding. Well, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, last weekend was probably one of the best weekends. I, I w- walked with the Lord, and I, I, was, I was on the mountaintop, out at this boot camp with my friends up in the mountains. It was like being in the original church, I'm telling you. It was like we were sharing what it was like to be Peter and Paul and and these guys, as they formed the early church, I'm saying, but I knew that 
there's a possibility that Satan would not go for that. And so by Monday, with all the stuff going on with my mom, I mean with my wife, and we we had some doctor's appointments that kind of took me off balance, and then this letter from the IRS, and then a call to the IRS, and then, oh, my word. And by Tuesday morning, I was feeling really low. Um, and I sat in my prayer chair. And as often the case, you know, I'm, I'm Lord, I just, I really... I'm not feeling good. I don't know that I want to do my normal stuff, my exercise, and get with you in Bible study. I just don't feel good. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. And he said, Robbie, come with me and take a walk. And I said, it's 6 o'clock. It's dark out there, and it's cold. And he said, no, come with me and take a walk. Well, the sun actually was just coming up. And so I went behind my house where there, there's sort of a garden. If you walk through this enclosure, it, it's really you're in a place that's guarded on all four. You, nobody could see in it unless they were coming actually in the entrance. And as I walked in, there was this big, beautiful um, Queen Anne's lace, I think it was. It was a huge flower, and it flowered all over the place. And I was just saying, God, look at your handiwork. This is really, really cool. That's so cool. And as I stood there looking at it, I sort of looked up, and I saw these big, huge oak trees, and I heard the birds chirping, and the honeysuckles were blooming. I mean, this was a gorgeous scene. And I looked up at that oak tree and I said, Lord, do you, do you see me as one of those oak trees planted by the streams of living water <laughs> expecting him to say yes? <laughs> and he said, no, Robbie, I don't see you as one of those. <laughs> so I, uh, a little dejected, I said, well, Lord, wh- which, tree, which tree am I? And, and he looks across the garden or with me and we're looking across the garden. He says, you see that apple tree over there? And there's an apple tree in my garden. It's about probably 150 years old. It's huge. And it covers out in this big expanse, and the apples are on it. They're a little green right now, little green apples, and they're all over it. And he says, Robbie, that, that's you over there. You're that, you're that apple tree. And here's some lessons I want you to learn from the apple tree. Number one, if you remain in me and I remain in you, you'll bear much fruit. And you see all those little green apples on there? He says, well, you don't get to choose who's going to pick them. And some of those apples get eaten, and some of them fall to the ground. If you look around that apple tree, some of them fall to the ground before they ever get ripe. But some fall after they're too ripe, having never been picked, yet the seeds are still planted. And I had to do a devotion, or I didn't have to. I had the joy of doing a devotion to retirement home later that week, and I reflected on that when I read this about my best friend, mom. It said, my best friend was, it says, my mother was my best friend here on earth, but sad to say, I probably didn't realize that until she was gone. Oh, how I miss her. Growing up where there might not have not been enough food for all of us, mama would say, I'm not very hungry, so we could have her share. It was after I was a mother that I finally figured out that mama didn't really like the neck in the back of the fried chicken, and she probably... Would have liked a piece of cake or pie or candy when she did. Most homes now have all these things in surplus around to indulge us at any time. It wasn't that way in my childhood. We're going to hear the rest of this story from my mother, the best friend that now is gone, as well as we got a couple more callers talking about how their mom, what they might represent as a car. We would love to hear from you. 866-34-TRUTH. 866-348-7884. I got some more encouragement coming up for you.
How about you? If you ask God what kind of tree you might be, well, we are talking about how I took a walk this week, and God was telling me about being an apple tree. And sometimes those apples fall to the ground, and nobody picked them, and you thought they were wasted. But there were seeds planted that you may not be aware of, and we left. I was talking about this lady's letter she wrote about her mother, the best friend, her best friend. It says, Mama dressed me in yellow, most always. She said I looked like sunshine in yellow. For a long time, I didn't care. But when I was older, I, was, I hated yellow. I never bought yellow clothes until just a few years ago. I never told my mama that I really loved yellow. I never told mama a lot of things that I should have told her. That I greatly regret now. I didn't visit mama much as I should have in the last few years of my life, and that's a regret that breaks my heart. I took her for granted. Of course, I would love to see her now, but, you know, it's just not possible. So here's some encouragement that you might take from that, moms out there, that I received from God, maybe for you. Some of, some of you mother's fruit out there, it falls to the ground, but it plants seeds that you may never see grow this side of heaven. And, oh, how God will make them grow. We got Ron is in Clayton, North Carolina. He's got a testimonial for us. Ron, you're on Rob, uh, Christian Car Guy. <laughs> what you got for us? Good morning. Good morning. Tell us about uh, your mom. Yes, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, first, I'd like to say that my mother is a Rolls Royce. Wow. Uh, she comes with a fantastic warranty. <laughs> and she's on the potter's wheel all the time. So her car, as a car, she would run fantastically well. Uh, she's 84 now, and we're very proud of her. God bless you, Ron. Thank you so much for doing that. We got Celeste in Salt Lake City. Celeste, Tell us about your mom. Well, first I got to say I'm in my late 50s, so I grew up in the 60s on the East Coast, and my mom had a 67 Rambler. And oh, wow. And it was pea green. It was <laughs> pea green, and she called it Sweet Pea, and she put a nice big flower decal on it. And if I thought of my mom, that's what I would say she is. And the reason is, um, I grew up in a home where my father was an alcoholic, and sometimes he would be, uh, you know, angry and loud and uh, abusive, and we would all pile in the car, and Mom would say, let's go find the nudist colony. And there was no nudist colony, but it was a funny thing. Yeah, I bet it got everybody in the car. <laughs> it got every, all the kids in the car, and there were seven of us in a, in a 67 Rambler, and we would drive around on the country roads and laugh and talk. And that little car was so full of love. That was my mom. And um, she's long gone now, but I still think so fondly of those trips looking for the nudist colony in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> so that's for my mom. Thank you, Celeste. God bless you. We appreciate you doing that so much for those of you who are able to give testimonies today. Or if you just want to hear some more and you didn't get to hear them earlier in the show, you go to ChristianCarGuy.com. There you can get the podcast later today, and you can play that for your mom as well as find out, you know, there's pictures of my mom there as a Jeep Grand Wagoneer. And the resources we talked about from the government on what you can find out about a used car you might be following. But also we want to mention, again, one of the things, whenever I think of moms, I think of the single moms out there tomorrow. 
that may not have a husband to honor them or their kids are too young. How about you? Do you know about a single mom? Why not honor them? And one of the ways that you can honor them is by going to ChristianCarGuy.com and and seeing the people that support single moms and widows through the Jesus' Labor Love Program. It goes on all through the month. It's free car repair labor for single moms and widows. Or maybe there's a widow out there that you want to honor tomorrow. There's a lot of mothers out there, and they're doing a lot of good things. And, And what an opportunity we have to honor that tomorrow. And I know that the Lord is all about that. So we'll do that. And Bill, thank you for being on with us today. We're a little bit further on the way to getting your son a car. Yes, yes, yes. My favorite car dealer of all time is now sitting across the table from me. (laughs) I had to find a new new one. Well, all those questions you didn't get a chance to ask today on the show, you can go to ChristianCarGuy.com and go to Ask an Expert and click on Find Out Anything from Bill, me, or any of my regulars. I certainly want to thank my new producer, Alex, who I could try to get his name right this week. (laughs) Our call screener and all that stuff. He's amazing. Mandel's our engineer. Stu Everson is my boss who had the vision to air the show. I always want to thank him. And I want to remind you, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years. And Jesus, he's the vine. We are the branches. Remain in him and you will bear much fruit. You know, Do you have a relationship with him? Can you walk with him in the garden? Find out how you can do that and get to know God at ChristianCarGuy.com. We want to see you have that loving. You're listening to The Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com.